Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 545. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're absolutely free of charge, including the postage and handling. Uh, this evening, we've got, or this morning, or this afternoon, whenever it is that you're listening to the program, I have a strong message for you from the Lord. Actually, it's the Lord that has the message for you. And we've got music and letters and whatever else the Lord is going to give me this uh, today. So let's go to the throne and ask the Lord to anoint everyone in this uh, room and everyone in Radio Land to uh, receive the message from you, Lord, and uh, so that I can dispense it into the hearts and souls of the people in Radio Land and in all the churches, our church. Uh, I'm not talking about the Vatican's uh, cult. And some people just take issue, Father, with the fact that you said in your word that the Vatican is the seat of Satan, where Satan sits, he sits. And so um, we realize that the Pope, uh, all the popes uh, have never been saved because there's no possible way that they would get involved with uh, the starting of wars or they come on... uh, the television set and on the radio as though they're really pious and yet they've never been born again of the spirit and they're doing things that are so wrong Lord it was just amazing to me when I heard the um, Pope saying to the Muslims that why don't we forget the things that uh, we are different in and let's talk about and communicate with things that we agree with and uh, in other words, we're not going to. I'm not going to tell you that Mohammedism is wrong, and that they need Jesus as their savior, especially in times like these. Uh, we need the Master. We need to be um, in Christ, and there's no one else that we can be in and enter into the kingdom of heaven because Jesus said that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so, Father, we ask that you open up everyone's heart, their spirit, and their souls to receive that which you have prepared for us from before the foundation of the world. We are predestinated. And some people will ask, Father, they will ask, well, then does that mean that those of us that are going to hell are going to go to hell? Even if we repent, no, that isn't what that means. But the you, Father, knew all of us that would accept you and not be offended with anybody or anything. And if we are offended with people, well, then we're actually offended with you. Because uh, they just think that they're going to, with their bad attitude, their bad disposition, and everything cause so much trouble in the church that people are going to kneel down to them and say, Oh, uh... Okay, we'll go your way. But Lord, I pray that uh, you'll rebuke those kind of people because there's a place that you, a time and a place for everything. You have a time for us to be saved. And there was a time that all of us were supposed to be born. And we we were actually in the, the, the time and the place uh, at the time that we were born where you want us to be born and there's a time and a place where we're going to die 
And uh, it's going to, when we die, the same spirit that's in us now will be the spirit that ascends from us to the judgment bar or the mercy seat of Christ. And then we'll be put in the place that we're supposed to be uh, based on what we did. Oh, if we were in the place that you want us to be during the time that we were alive. Uh, because there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time of dispensation. Every person that you that will receive you uh, can be saved at the exact time that you said that uh, you have willed for them to be saved. And there's a place for them in the body of Christ. They're not to desire to be have somebody else's position in the Lord because they don't have the uh, anointing for it. And every time they try to do something uh, that uh, to put them play, themselves in a place where they want to be rather than where you want them to be, they look like a bunch of jackasses, tonkeys. And therefore, Lord, I ask that you give them the wisdom and knowledge and understanding to be in the place, in the beloved, that they're in Christ, Father, where they're supposed to be in, that they're not a wart that's growing off of Christ because Christ doesn't have any warts on him. Lord Jesus, you have no warts or growths on you that are unwanted like the unwanted hair on the face of a female. They don't want that, and you don't want anybody placing themselves in their, your body where they don't belong, because then they're like the unwanted hair on the face of a beautiful woman. Lord God, I ask that you pour out your, um, let's say you just reject Satan, that you rebuke him and send in uh, open doors for us in so many directions that it would be very hard for us to keep up with it. And that everybody that is uh, called into the ministry, that they take the position where they're supposed to be. In other words, they will be in the place where you wanted them to be. Just as Adam and Eve was in the garden when you called them, and they were in the perfect place, and everything was provided for them in the Garden of Eden. And you said, one law, one rule is don't eat from that tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because in the day that you do, that's the day that your the death sentence will be pronounced upon you, and there will be no appeals for you to... Uh, stay in the garden. I'm going to put you outside the garden where you have to work and the ground will be rocky and the ground will be uh, hard to grow soil in it and you'll live by the sweat of your brow. And the female, when you have children, you're going to be uh, in pain because you're the one that caused everybody in the world to have to go to hell. And the women's lib, Father, they don't like that, but that's what happened, and that's the way it was, according to your will. She didn't stay in the place that she was put. And she didn't listen to the one that put her there, or the one that created her, but she rose herself up and believed Satan rather than you. 
And this is a fantastically big no-no in your book. It's not the right place to be because to be uh, antagonistic towards you is the biggest no-no in the world. It's the exact opposite of the place that you want people to be. And I pray that you make this uh, plain through me today, Lord, that you will um, impress that upon everybody, that they have to have the will to do your will. They have to strive to know what your will is and what the place is that you want them to be just the same way as Adam and Eve were put out of the garden because that's the place where you wanted them. Uh, They didn't want a peaceful life of blessings and all the good things of this world and the world to come, but they wanted to come against you to see or test you to see if your word is really true. And people are disobeying you, and disobedience is a very big no-no. Because And then they wonder, why? Why did God do these things to me? No, Adam and Eve did it to themselves, and the people in this world are doing it to themselves. And Lord, uh, there's a place in the body of Christ that you want everybody to be, and you want them to obey those, because you said it, not me, but you said to obey those that have the rule over them. And you have appointed certain rulers here on this earth. And you said that it's not the secular government, but it happens to be the ministers of the gospel. That's what it says in your word. Now, they put Jeremiah, they said that he, when he was telling them that uh, how to stay alive, they said that he was undermining the government. Well, there's no government that's bigger than the government of God because if people obey your government and are in the place the place where you want them to be, well, then there's no offense towards you and we'll receive nothing but blessings from you. But if we decide to be out of the place where you want us to be, then there's nothing but curses. And it's amazing that some people are so utterly stupid, Lord, that they want to receive curses from you because it's obvious that they can't be happy no matter what you do for them. And so it's just like Jonah. Eventually he was swallowed up into the mouth of a whale and it's on record many times in this world that whales have swallowed entire human beings. Even crocodiles have. And so, Lord, we pray that people will receive these truths as the truth instead of uh, making up a place in their mind that they reserve for themselves to just um, uh, make up what they're going to do and what they're going to hate and what they're going to love. And because they don't get their way, especially as nasty as they are. And they just think no matter how nasty they are, no matter how good they are, they fluctuate one day from the next. One day they're good, one day they're nasty. And so, uh, Father, I want, I'm thanking you for the words you're giving me because the multitudes of people that call themselves Christians, they're not in the place where you've called them to be. Like Elijah, there was a, he prayed for 
a drought and it was so bad that you had to send him up to a creek, a little river, where he could receive uh, food from birds that brought it to him, bread and meat, and also he could have water to drink. And then because of the drought, it dried up the creek. He had sent him over to a poor widow woman's house that only had enough food for one more cake for her son and for her to eat, and then she just wanted to die. But he sent Elijah there, and he told the woman to make him a cake, and if uh, uh, she would, and then one for her son and herself, that she would have plenty all throughout the entire drought. And when she did, she had much oil and meal to make cakes, and they ate very high on the hog, as the uh, Southerners say up in Montana. Praise the Lord. So it was good for him to be there at the creek, but when it dried up, you directed him to go to the other place. And now you're directing all of us to be in one place, and that is in the body of Christ, in the body of the beloved, and to be in the spirit, because there's no condemnation to those of us that walk uh, not after the flesh, not after the flesh, but after the spirit, the Holy Spirit. And that's the place that you want us to be now. And if we do, then we're going to be led by you because you teach us all things. You're the life-giving spirit that teaches us all things. And so I pray, Lord, that everybody will submit themselves entirely unto you because that's the place that you want us to be, is totally submissive to you so that you can bless us in this world and in the world to come. And Lord, I ask that you do this. And when you do, when we call on you to rebuke the devourer, to protect us, to build a wall around us, a hedge around us so Satan can't get in, that you'll listen to our prayers, you'll hear us, and you'll answer us. And you'll show us great and mighty things that we haven't seen before. And this is a time like never before. We need you as our Savior. We need you as our Redeemer. We need you as the place for us to be. Lord, I ask that everyone prays that continuously and stays in the place or gets out of the place where they think they're supposed to be and get in the Spirit so they'll know where they belong. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, and so as the Lord was guiding me in prayer, um, we're going to have the Crossroads Quartet sing for you. In times like these, we need a Savior. Amen? Amen. That's the place where the Lord wants us to be. The name of the place is I like it like that. I love to be in place with the Lord. I love to be in Jesus. In times like these, the Crossroads Quartet. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need a Be very sure. 
the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, you need the Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle. Be very sure. Be very The solid rock. Amen. That's the place that the Lord wants you to be. It's on his word, in his word. Total abandonment from uh, the world. You have to abandon the world. If you're going to be in the solid rock, if you're going to be in victory all day long, then you have to be in the solid rock. Uh, There is a crew of people that came from a little rock uh, television station and they were just swarming all over the place they've been doing a <laughs> anti-alamo propaganda for around uh, close going on 44 years this coming september will be 44 years anti-alamo propaganda well we know what the propaganda is and so i talked to one of the reporters and i said you know i don't want to do an interview or help you out with your smear campaigns, anti-Alamo propaganda. So if you believe in this uh, that stuff, you're never going to be happy, okay? You're never going to be happy. Um, just, just why don't you forget me, because all I'm doing is preaching Jesus. Get your mind on Jesus. Forget uh, me just as um, uh, you forget the Vatican, and they're child molesters, and uh, they're um, homosexuals. Forget about that. Just get your mind on Jesus. It's amazing how you go after Alamo, and you don't go after this, uh, what the Lord calls the whore of revelation. And uh, we have to forget all about that, though, don't we? Why don't we just get our eyes and be... Uh, in that solid rock Christ Jesus, especially in times like these. Don't you know that your master, the devil, is coming back to earth, is that the Lord knows he's coming back to earth again real soon, and that that's why he's full of wrath, and that's why he's sending you over here and trying to uh, say, well, you know, we've heard the other side of the story, now we'd like to hear yours so that you can print uh, some more anti-Alamo propaganda. Well, you've, uh, we've all heard what the Vatican has done with all these little children, uh, child molesters and the homosexual attacks on all kinds of children and how they've created wars and democracy, uh, which democracy has been made into a beautiful sounding word by the news media, which is Satan's mouth, the, the mouth of Satan. But uh, we need to 
say, no, let's hear the other side of the story. Let's hear the Vatican uh, confess their sins and, for, and confess that they're the Antichrist cult. Okay, go after the real offenders, the ones that are really doing something instead of me that's exposing them. All right? And so, of course, the, the government that is run by them uh, has all these different things that they want to do and say. So they come up with anti-Alamo uh, uh, propaganda, but the, what I'm saying is not propaganda. It's the truth. Amen. Okay? Thank God people are not believing them. But you've got these mindless government lackeys that are just uh, doing everything in their power to uh, do what their master, Satan, is telling them to do. Uh, uh, we like to... Uh, I, what I've done is abandon the life out there in the world to serve the Lord with all of my heart, all of my soul, and all of my strength. And that kind of irritates a lot of people that believe there's no such thing as a perfect person. But the Bible keeps telling us that Job was perfect, and Noah was perfect, and uh, all these other people that were um, the servants of the Lord were perfect because they walked in the Spirit. And that's the only way that people can be perfect is to be in the place where the Lord tells you to be. That's on the solid rock, which is the Word of God. Okay, and it's easy to do that once you become born again of the Spirit, but it's impossible for you to be that way if you're not walking in the Spirit. If you're always miserable and bummed out, you're not in the Spirit. Because people that are in the Spirit are happy. Okay, they get a happy feeling. But when they try to force themselves into a position that they don't belong and then you tell them that, and then they just get beside themselves to the point to where it makes them even more miserable. They'll either run your church or they will be so upset and out of order that it's just impossible to try to get it through their thick skull and their disobedient evil spirit that's in them so that they can be saved. Okay, now we have some letters today. Who's reading them today? Okay, Michelle. From Veracruz, Mexico. Veracruz. I uh, remember they did a movie on that place, Veracruz, uh, Mexico, back in the 50s, I think it was, 50s or 60s. Okay, then what? Brother Tony, may the peace and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be in your ministry and in you. I pray that 2008 will be a prosperous year for you, and may the Lord use us in this year, 2008, to win many souls for him. I want to inform you that the literature you sent me regarding the lies of the Pope were a great success among the people. Many would ask me, how come the priests don't tell us these things? Oh, how come the priests don't tell you? Well, they're not going to wrap themselves out. That's what I just got through saying on the radio here tonight or this afternoon or this morning, whenever you're listening, is why don't they tell you these things? Well, the Bible, Jesus said... Now, Jesus is God, and if you don't believe that he is, then you ought to read the Bible because it says that he is Emmanuel, which means God with us, and they asked him if he was, uh, show us the Father, and he said, have I been with you so long? 
but you don't know me. And then the Bible also states that he, when he ascended into heaven, he became the Holy Spirit. So he's God. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily, the Bible tells us. Amen? Amen. And so Jesus said, Satan, no kingdom that's going to stand is going to divide itself. There's like people in the house of God that are dividing themselves from the house of God, and it's impossible for them to stand. They just throw on this towel and say, okay, I'm going to hell. Instead of repenting and become uh, obedient and surrender uh, their whole life to the Lord, in other words, abandon everything in this world. That means everything, okay? Because this is what uh, some of the Vatican people say that the Pope studied, which was Carmelite mysticism. Uh, well, what that means, that's why they call it Mystery Babylon. That's just one of the many subjects that he studied. He studied acting. Uh, he was in acting school for years, and his greatest desire was to become an actor or most people say he was a homosexual, so I would call her an actress. Uh, but Carmelite mysticism is uh, actually complete abandonment of this world. That's what it means to abandon everything in this world that you might serve the Lord. But if he's praying to Mary, that is a horrible sin. Or if you're worshiping... Uh, different uh supposed to be saints that is a no-no if you're praying to mary that's a no, no the man was not saved and that's just very sad i i don't i'm not happy at all when i see people's souls go to hell but people because of the fact that he gave himself to studies on so many different subjects that uh he said, well, I'll just abandon myself from all of the things of the world. And a lot of people do that the wrong way. They think that they are not to use the world. We use it, but we're not of it. Of course, we have to eat and sleep, but the Lord wants us to preach the gospel. And there's nothing in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that says that we're supposed to pray to Mary or any saint. Because if we do that, that's breaking the first commandment. Amen? Amen. And the Lord says if you break one commandment, you've broken them all. And so I don't care. I, you know, anybody can study Carmelite mysticism which is complete abandonment of the world, but if you abandon the world and yet you pray to Mary or to any of the saints, and if you exalt Mary more than you do Christ, well, Mary didn't die on the cross and shed her uh, blood for you. Christ is the good shepherd, not Mary. All right? Mm -hmm. All God used Mary for was to be an incubator to bring forth the Messiah and uh, he was just a man yet he was begotten by the Holy Spirit and come to think of it uh, the Holy Spirit is who created us all because he made us out of the Holy Spirit made us out of the dirt of the ground amen, amen. and then he the Holy Spirit blew, blew his breath in us and made us living creatures and then he gave us 
the dominion uh, over the entire world, uh, providing that we keep his commandments. And he only had one simple commandment, don't eat from uh, that tree. But they just couldn't do it. It was just too much of a temptation to him when the, the liar came and told him that you won't die. But they did die, just like God said they would. And you're going to die as well. And I'm going to die. And everyone that we can see on earth is going to die. Or it'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye when the Lord comes back. And uh, we're going to meet Christ in the sky uh, when he comes back on this earth to burn it up and to burn everyone that's disobedient and everyone that's offended in him. Why did you not give me rulership? Because there's only one body now, and the body has all different kinds of members in it, the Lord tells us through his word through Paul. Amen? Amen. And so we all have to not abandon Christ in his direction, his word, his judgments, but we're to abandon our own ways, our own judgments, and use God's judgments. Amen? Amen. Now, what, nowhere in the world, a word does it say that God loves you unconditionally. You can't even find the word unconditional in the Bible. The Bible says that everything with God is conditional. And everything with God is judgment. He judges us all to see if we're going along with his word. Actually, the Bible says in John fifteen fourteen that, quote, he said to his disciples, and he says it to us, Ye are my friends if, that's conditional, if ye do whatsoever I command you to. Uh, so that's unquote. And so he's saying that he wants us in a place, in the place that he wants to put us. But we're so rebellious that sometimes uh, some of us like to, to put ourselves in our own place. And every time people do that, they wind up getting killed. Like the Lord sent them into the promised land to spy the place out and then to go in and take it over. Well, they could have done that in 14 days, but instead they said, we're afraid the giants are going to kill us. And they forgot totally that God had annihilated Egypt. He had totally reduced it to ashes and drowned the entire Egyptian army and took the firstborn of everyone in Egypt that didn't sacrifice a lamb, which was a metaphor of Christ, the Lamb of God, was going to come to earth. If you believed that, well, you could be saved. And if you believed the scriptures, but they didn't, and so God took the firstborn child of every household in Egypt, killed him all in one night. And that's when Pharaoh cast, uh, sent the people of Israel out. Then when the people of Israel got into a no-win uh, proposition or a place where they could uh, escape, they had mountains on each side and the Red Sea before them, and here comes the Egyptian army behind them. And Moses was telling them, you're in the place where you're supposed to be. Because God wants to do a miracle here. And so everyone will remember this, that you're supposed to be in the place where you're supposed to be. 
So for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Okay, so all of a sudden the Lord came down just when the he took the wheels off of the Egyptians' chariots and they were dragging along and it caused such a dust that they couldn't see the people of Israel. And then when the people of Israel were complaining and murmuring and saying, you brought us out here to get killed. And the Lord said, show them the glory of God. Put uh, your rod, your cane, your staff into the water and see the glory of the Lord. And all of a sudden the water separated and went up on heaps. And this was the place to be. Amen. Amen. This is the place. The name of the place is, I like it like that. Amen? Amen. I really like it like that. Because then when you're in the place where you're supposed to be, God opens the Red Sea for you. Amen? Amen. All right, so he opened the Red Sea. It stood up on heaps, and the people of Israel walked across the Red Sea. The bottom of the Red Sea was dry land, and they were saved. And then when the Egyptians thought they could do it because they were in the wrong place, because they were attacking uh, the people of the Lord. They really were in the wrong place. They were actually anti, uh, the same thing as anti-Alamo uh, propaganda they were doing against them. And people believed the propaganda that uh, Pharaoh said to them, told them, broadcast to them, and they followed and were going to annihilate the people of the Lord. Just like they're trying to do, uh, they're doing all this anti-Alamo propaganda, and like they did in World War II with this Goebbels. They did all kinds of anti-Jewish propaganda, and what happened? They started putting them, uh, the Jews, all the Jews, into the uh, ovens and into the gas chambers, and God destroyed Germany, so to speak. But the United Nations now is trying everything they can, and the Americans, uh, which are not American anymore, we're a united, uh, we've joined the United Nations government, which is the Antichrist. And so this just doesn't go down uh, the gullet of the people, the anti-Alamo people that put out all this false, all this propaganda on us. But anyway, that's what they did in the days of Moses. And what happened to those people where they was in the wrong place? They should have stayed home with their wife and children. They should have slaughtered a little lamb uh, and put the blood on the lintel and the doorposts and uh, put a little basin down below as a sign of the cross that Christ was coming as the Lamb of God and that he was going to uh, put everybody in him, which was is also the right place. That's the place to be, is in Christ. In the, and Christ is the entire word of God. And so, with this propaganda, because they believed it, what happened is the Egyptians went into the water for not a little dip, not skinny dipping, but they got the entire Red Sea pushed down over their heads. And the uh, Miriam broke out her tambourine and started a dancing she then started dancing and playing that tambourine and Moses and everybody, the children of Israel were rejoicing because God delivered his people from all the anti-Moses and anti-Christ, anti-God. 
And he's going to do the same thing for all these anti-Alamo propagandists. Amen? Amen? Because you can't, if we're really of the Lord, you can't put us down. You government anti-Alamo propagandists and government people took everything that we had, and now we've got more. But you wised us up because it's all in the name of other people. Everybody has their own houses and everything. And so, you know, you can't uh, just destroy this church. You're never going to destroy this church. You'll never do it. You're going to wind up at the bottom of the Red Sea, folks. Okay? Antichrist. That's where you're going to wind up. All right. So, uh, and then you say, well, why don't the priests tell them? Why don't you wise up and realize that priests, there's a lot of really good priests. Uh, but they're uh, preaching the wrong doctrine. They're good people, but they are ignorant of the devices of Satan's, uh, Satan, and they're ignorant to the place where Christ wants them to be. It's for sure that Christ doesn't want you in the Antichrist cult or church, whatever you want to call it, all right? Mm-hmm. He wants you out of there. And so then you'll understand why Jesus said, you know, anybody like Satan has a kingdom and God has his kingdom and anytime somebody separates themselves from the kingdom of God they are going to go down to the bottom of the Red Sea and then they're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire and they're going to hate themselves for being so stupid for letting Satan blind them so much but those kind of people are so hard to want to love. You want to love everybody, you know? But, my God, you can't love the devil if you're of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And if they're walking according to Satan, well, you can't love them. And no one can love you either out there. Those of you that are preaching this anti-Alamo propaganda, God doesn't love you for that. We're the church that's really coming forth with the truth of the gospel. And I can read, I read right from the Word of God here to you. And it's telling you the very same thing that I'm telling you. The Bible tells you what I'm telling you. All right, so um, did we finish that letter? This is, now, priests just know. That why don't they tell you? Because they're in darkness. They don't know to tell you anything. They don't know the Bible. The uh, Catholic cult doesn't require people to know the Bible. I will be glad. I have on many occasions... Uh, been on talk shows with uh, Catholic priests and cardinals and Jewish rabbis, and I they didn't know the Word of God. One time they were saying, um, uh, Susie said, the parasite, and they says, the parasites. Oh my God, there's the... And they, she, she, they thought she was saying parasites. No, uh, the parasites. You know, in the Bible, it talks about them. And so she rebuked them soundly and made them shut their mouths because they don't know the Bible. Okay, rabbis don't know the Bible. If they knew the Bible, they would. uh, And a lot of rabbis are getting saved now. So I'm not condemning the Jews. I'm a Jew myself. Okay? I, um, uh, more than anything in this whole world, would love to see all of Israel saved. Amen? Amen. Okay, but uh, the only way they're going to get saved is if we don't hide the truth from them, if we come out and just tell them the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God, which is Christ. 
the Bible, the Word of God. And it's amazing how the Word of God keeps reading. You can just live according to the way you want to, and you see you're going to be cursed. And then you see uh, the uh, people that live according to the Word of God, and they uh, are blessed. They're happy. You can take people that have billions of dollars. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're blessed. They have money, but sometimes uh, the Bible tells us that money corrupts people a lot. And they get to thinking that they know everything, and they know nothing. If you don't know Christ, you don't know anything. Amen? Because Mm -hmm. Christ is the the wisdom and the uh, power of God. And only Christ has the wisdom of how to become born again of the Spirit, to be saved. And so, therefore, if you don't have Christ, and Christ is the Word of God, and if you don't apply the Word of God to your life, well, then you're lost. All right? So, God is a God of application. He, We have to apply Him into our hearts, our souls, our minds, our spirits, our bodies. Okay? Uh, just like I said the other day, if a person is... Uh, uh, wants to serve the Lord, well, then you have to realize that he is the spirit for application. You may wonder what that means, and I told you the other day that uh, one time I likened it as making a sandwich, but this time I thought it was better that when you're painting the interior of a house, you, all you've got is sheetrock, and you've mudded and taped it, so you put on the uh, first coat, which is a primer. And God does that inside you. You don't look any different that much on the outside, but he changes you completely. He gives you a new spirit and a new heart. And that's the place where he wants to be, wants you to be. He wants you to be in him, and he wants to be in you. So you apply that to the first aspect, uh, the primer. And then you get down to the... Uh, second aspect where is the first coat of paint inside and the divine spirit can be seen in 1st Corinthians chapter uh, 1545 uh, which tells us that the last Adam who was Christ in the flesh or God come in the flesh uh, he became a life giving spirit so that he could apply himself to us, the Redeemer, the Savior, who passed through incarnation, that is life, the same life we have here on earth. That's uh, like uh, the first, uh, the primer. And then, uh, because he went through human uh, living, and then the second was uh, crucifixion. This is the uh, first coat of paint on the inside of you. And uh, whatever resurrection, that's part of the application of what he wants to do to us. And then the ascension into the kingdom of heaven, all these things bring about the Lord's application into us. And when he's applied himself into us in every way, how he wants to put the application inside of us because a life-giving spirit is what he really wants uh, in us. After he ascended, then he became the Holy Spirit 
and he applied himself into us. That's the um, part of the complete thing. But the third aspect of the divine spirit is the aspect of life-giving. That's where we get to eat the, um, the Holy Spirit, the eat the Word of God. So we have to also apply the Word of God. The Lord is able to apply his life into us, his life-giving spirit. So the essence of that is for the completion of those of us. We have to uh, accept the Word of God then uh, as the uh, an application for us to be completely whole and we have to walk in the Spirit on a daily basis. So that requires our reading the Word of God and applying it to our life. If we feel sorry for ourselves, that's one thing God can't stand for us, a person that feels sorry for themselves because uh, they should be concentrating on what the Lord wants to do through them to feel sorry for people that don't have him. They don't have the uh, first, second, and third application, and then the fourth application of applying the word of God to us. So the Lord requires us to completely abandon our life and to be concerned about other people's lives and doing something for them, not telling them the wrong thing to do, but to walk in the Spirit so that you'll be telling them the right thing to do. All right? Okay, now let's finish the letter. I will continue to work more each day for our Lord. Thank you for sending me more newsletters, and I hope you send me more. Please send me 20 Bibles to give out to the new converts. Okay, send many pieces of literature to him, and as many as he wants, let's give it to him so he can be a distributor in that area. Where's that at again? Veracruz, Mexico. Wonderful. And then what else? Thank you, brother, and may the Lord give you the strength like that of a buffalo so you can continue on in this work for the which you were called. God bless you. Gerardo from Veracruz, Mexico. I like to have the same strength as the, the Lord. And he says that even greater things will we do in these last days. And because of the fact that Adam and Eve uh, failed to keep the commandments of the Lord, and to do his will by ruling this world, we are now called to, in Christ, in the word of God, to rule this earth. And so we're the rulers of the world, uh, not us, but Christ in us. And uh, so therefore, uh, that's the kind of strength I want, is holy power, holy spirit power, not that of a buffalo. Uh, we used to joke around in the gym, and say we're the young buffalo and stuff like that when we're working out. But uh, I appreciate I know what you mean. Okay, and then you got another letter? Yes, from Ashanti, Ghana, Africa. To Evangelist Tony Alamo, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have been listening to your program for a long time, which has enabled me to receive salvation and strengthened my faith. It's a pleasure to listen to direct truth about the prophecies of God being taught in these last days. I thank God that you preach it without hiding any truth. Please send me a Bible, some Christian literature, and a copy of the Messiah book. Thank you, and God bless you. With Christian love, Yah from Ashanti, Ghana, Africa. Okay, now we're children of the Lord. I appreciate these letters, brothers. Thank you very much for them. And well, we'd like to hear from you also on Radio Land. You know, I know that millions are listening to us, and... Um, 
but we and we get hundreds of letters on that but we'd like to have even millions more okay mm-hmm. but so we're children of the lord and this is from the first chapter of ephesians first five because we've done one two three and four verses having predestinated us we've been predestinated to be in a certain place to be in the place that you like it like that okay so we're predestinated having predestinated us unto the adoption god adopts us as children it says and who, how does he do that he does it by the word of god which is jesus christ uh, to himself he adopts us through christ to god himself so we're children of god if we go according to the good pleasure of his will so even jesus when he was uh, praying he said lord if I have to drink this cup, I'll do. Uh, I don't want to drink this cup uh, because I know the shame. I despise the shame of the cross. But he says, "I'll do it if it's your will." And it was. So he did what he said he would. He applied the word of God to his spirit, and because of that, all of us can be saved. Because by the shedding of his blood, all of our sins are forgiven. If we sin no more, go and sin no more. To the praise of the glory of God. So, uh, to his power. Uh, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Now, if we're in the place where the Lord put us, that is the place. Uh, that's where you like it like that, where you're going to be blessed here on earth and uh, in heaven. Well, then you have uh, you're been accepted. Then you're only in, you're only accepted if you stop sinning. Amen? Amen. So these people that tell you that you can still sin and nobody's perfect and all this, it's a lie. It's a lie right out of the pit of hell. And so accepted in the beloved, that which is Christ, verse 7, in whom we have redemption, salvation, regeneration through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his power all right so right there it tells you that we cannot sin anymore if we want to be in the place uh in the lord the lord is the place all right so right now is the time where you can get in the right place with the lord uh, I always hate for the evening sun to go down and the end of these messages either. Same as same, 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 same old, same old. But now is the time for you to be in the place, okay? So if you want to be in the place, say this prayer to the Lord and you will be in the place. Now that's just the starters. You know, you have to keep reading the word if you want to gain the strength in order to stay in the place. Okay, so say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that God raised Jesus, that you raised Jesus, Father, from the uh, from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the place where he, he, he was, and that's why he was uh, pulled up by the Holy Spirit. And if the same Spirit that dwells in us 
at the time of our death, well then on the day, the last day, we're pulled up from the dead as well. So Father, uh, we know that uh, we open up the door of our heart and we ask you to enter in, Lord Jesus, with you, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, wash away all the sins that we've ever committed in our life, the former sins, and uh, I know that you've heard me, I know that you've answered me, and I know I'm saved. Because he said, all that call upon you in truth and sincerity are saved. And I believe it. And therefore, by faith, I am saved. So just now raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And keep it up and read the King James Version of the Bible. Not the new King James, but the original King James and Sharon. Tell everyone how they can receive a copy of this program, number 545. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is Will Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another dose of the power of God uh, through his word. And right now, here's the Alamo Christian found a Christian Ministries uh, choir and orchestra to sing, Woe, W-O-E, Woe, you sinner man, where are you going to run to? Yeah.